0: Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to preview the Super Bowl. This is the Wednesday before Super Bowl Sunday. And then also wanted to um, discuss some of the coaching hires. or some recent uh, changes here over the last few days with some of the teams. And then um, as far as the Super Bowl goes, wanted to also tell you my uh, favorite uh, parlays that are that are out there for the uh, for the game, and there's some interesting ones too, so we'll get into that as well. Okay, let's get into some coaching situations here. Um, so the Ravens, uh, his former defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, uh, he was hired by the Seattle Seahawks. Remember, I had suggested, or it was heavily rumored there, that uh, Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator of the Cow- not the Cowboys, the uh, Seahawks, and then, then his coach of the Falcons, and now uh, former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys he was the front runner for the Seahawks. Um, that never took place, and um, he had interviewed for a couple other places, and then was hired as the head coach of the Commanders. I think there was there was reports that the Commanders were interested in Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. He opted to stay in Detroit and um, canceled minute the last minute meeting uh, when they were on the plane to meet with him and then he canceled last minute. So um, commanders ended up going with Dan Quinn and then they had fired um, Eric B who was offensive coordinator. He had coached under um, Reed Andy Reed in Kansas city. So then they hired recently, I guess this is what they hired cliff Kingsbury to be the offensive coordinator there. Uh, which I don't know. I don't know. It, it's obviously a good hire for the commanders. It's not a home run hire. I don't think, um, like Dan Quinn's a good coach. Um, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree. I don't think like, I thought Mike Vrabel would have been good. Um, and then Vrabel is not even, he wasn't a finalist for any jobs. Um, I know he had, he had met with a few people, but, uh, for some reason didn't get a job. And then I read an article that, uh, apparently GM's found him very, uh, threatening and his body was imposing and they were intimidated by him so they decided not to hire him like what I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I read over um, this past week or so um, so two of the best coaching um, options I think I felt like the bo- best candidates were uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Mike Vrabel, those two did not uh, get one of these six openings, which I thought was pretty interesting. I think both of those will probably sit out this year, and then uh, probably find a new opportunity next year. Um, and then Harbaugh was on that on that short list too of, of coaches I would I would want to bring in uh, to my organization. Uh, the Chargers ended up getting him for uh, sixteen million a year over five years, um, which you know for. The Chargers, that's a home run hire. I loved the hire f- by the Seahawks for uh, Mike McDonald. Um, very uh, defensive minded. He's, he coached a great defense there in Baltimore. They shut out uh, San Francisco. And, um, you know, they're going to have to have a, a defensive minded team, you know, in, in Seattle to compete with the 49ers and the Rams. Um, so I thought that was a great hire. He now becomes the youngest head coach in, um, in the NFL. Uh, so there's some there's some other stuff as far as uh, coordinators going um, like Cliff Kingsbury. I had mentioned that he he got hired as the offensive coordinator in Washington, but he was he was finalizing um, a deal to become the offensive coordinator in in Vegas with the Raiders under uh, Antonio Pierce. And then like last minute, he he withdrew his name from consideration. And then I don't know why he decided back out and then wanted to go with the commanders instead the commanders would be like the last team that I would want to um, coach for because they just—it just seems like a disaster. They have a new ownership group uh, with Magic Johnson, and they're just trying to rebrand uh, the whole franchise. And I think they're going to move. They're moving the team to uh, Virginia, actually. Um, they're going to build a new stadium there. So that's supposed to happen. I think they said by 2027. So um, we'll see. I I don't know, but that's the that's the latest news as far as uh, head coaching positions go. Uh, and then, okay, so let's get into the Super Bowl. So obviously these two teams had, had matched up a few years ago in 2019, 2019-2020 um, season. Um, the 49ers were led by uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, they did not have Christian McCaffrey. So this game is going to be a lot different. They also didn't have Trent Williams, and they didn't have Brandon Ayuk. Um, so their, their team was a lot different, right? They had uh, Rohim Mostert was on that team. And um, that defense was a little younger. The defense was better, I feel like, at that time, at that point in time. Um, now, for some reason, they're having trouble getting to the quarterback. But also Kyle Shanahan, a lot more experienced now, right? And, um, you know, during that, that playoff run when they got to the, to the Super Bowl that year, if you remember, um, they had the NFC Championship game, or was it the divisional game? It was the divisional game, I think against Green Bay where uh, Jimmy, it was snowing and then they ended up being the Packers 13-10. to 10. Jimmy Garoppolo threw like 39 yards that game and they won on that, that field goal. Um, and then even in the Super Bowl, like they barely threw the ball. He had like 154 yards passing. This is when Emmanuel Sanders was like the second option there. Um, as far as receivers go, they had Debo, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and George Kittle was there. Offensive line wasn't as good as it is now um, with, with Trent Williams. Um, you didn't have... Kyle Uzcheck, I don't think so. Completely different team in that secondary. They they were still, you know, relying heavily on Richard Sherman when it was like that third and twelve or whatever it was. And then for some reason, uh, Tyreek Hill was able to get by him because he's really fast, and uh, they got the first down. They got that big uh, completion for the first down, and then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had that wide open pass to um, to Manuel Sanders and threw it over his head by five to seven yards, and. If they completed that and there would have been a touchdown, they would have won the game. Um, I don't remember very much of that game, obviously. But, um, yeah, so completely different team. And, you know, you could tell the difference in coaching as far as Kyle Shanahan goes. He trusts Brock Purdy a lot more than he did uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because, I mean, I feel like with, with Jimmy G, they got to where they got in spite of Jimmy G. And I feel like now they're where they're at because of Brock Purdy, right? And... It's because of the you could tell the way he trusts him is the way that his play calling goes, right? The game's not going well, like it it wasn't going well against Detroit and the Packers. But, you know, he he let uh, Brock Purdy go through his progressions, make the big plays and, and figure it out, you know, for the most part which Purdy has done uh, most of the season. And um, he's even throwing the ball a lot more than any other quarterback that Shanahan has had, has thrown in the game, right? Like the last game he threw like 39, 41 times, something like that. And, you know, I think him having like the most passing yards in 49ers history, like that's not in single season history. I don't think that's a mistake. You know, that's not by accident, right? I think he truly trusts him. Um, you know you would always see Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo get in arguments on the sidelines and uh, I think the relationship is different with him and Purdy um, now after all this adversity that the team has gone through um, you know losing the NFC championship game against the Rams when Jimmy Garoppolo like had a chance at the end and then they just got sacked and threw the ball away um, the game against the Eagles last year where they're in the NFC championship game and and Brock Purdy has to have UCL surgery he has to have reconstructive surgery on his elbow, right? And so now it's it's a completely different offense because now you, you bring in two of the best players, like, in the league at their position, right? You have Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back, and then you have uh, Trent Williams, you know, best offensive lineman in the NFL at 35 years old even, right, who's coming to his first Super Bowl. And Brandon Ayuk, you know, for Brandon Ayuk it seemed like he was going to be like a one and done, right? Uh, with the 49ers when he we got drafted, because him and Kyle Shanahan had some issues. Like you know, they he had that he has this like test that he does, Kyle Shanahan. He has like this um, this heart rate monitor, and he could tell who's running full speed and who's not. And I guess Brandon Ayuk was not running to his full potential during a practice and he freaked out so he kind of put him in the doghouse early on in his career first couple of years and uh, Brandon Ayuk was just visibly upset and but now he's you could tell he's kind of bought into that scheme and into the system into uh, Kyle Shanahan's coaching um, and yeah they, they've been I think it's been a good situation they obviously want to re-sign Ayuk in the offseason to a, a long-term contract because you got to keep Debo and Ayuk together because it's a very a dynamic duo as far as uh, receiver groups go because you know, um, Debo, you can run him out of the backfield and he's he's physical. And Iuka um, is like that more of that deep threat possession type of receiver who you know he's capable of all those explosive plays as well. But this San Francisco 49ers team is the best iteration of this team in a long time. I think this team is even I don't know, this this is pretty on par with that 2012 team. Or the the 2014 Super Bowl, um, when they played against the Ravens, you know they had Frank Gore in the backfield. That defense: Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis. Uh, they had Justin Smith, um, you know Colin Kaepernick, Michael Crabtree. The receiver, the receiving core um, this time is better than what they had then. I think. Um, and then they had Vernon Davis there. Um, man, those linebackers were were amazing. I, I just I really wish. Um, uh, Bowman and, and Patrick Willis won a Super Bowl the way that just the way they played the game and Frank Gore like I love those teams man those teams were tough uh that defense was better than the defense that they have now in my opinion um because defense has been lacking uh they haven't been able to get the quarterback even though they have um Nick Bosa Chase Young has been taking some plays off um Hargrove hasn't done anything at all um I, I haven't felt Hargrove's uh presence um Traverius Ward has had a great year. He was a Pro Bowler this year. Um, he, he was a little streaky last year, but he looks a lot better this year. Um, Dre Greenlaw and uh, Fred Warner—they have to be able to um, to to stop Travis Kelsey for the most part. And then um, they got to get the quarterback. If they're able to get to the quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, then um, then they can if they disrupt the pocket, get some turnovers, then they'll be good. This team doesn't have um, Tyreek Hill like it did last time, right? But Rasheed Rice. You know, he's a rookie, but he's really come into his own as a number one wide receiver uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the number one option is Travis Kelsey, who's uh, incredible, right? He's going to have like 15 targets, 12 receptions probably, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. You can just probably try to contain him. Um, He's not as much of a deep threat because he's a little uh, more advanced in age, so he's a little bit slower. But he's always open. He's always open. Uh, Rasheed Rice, you got to be careful with that deep threat right there. Um, the running backs Isaiah Pacheco, he runs very aggressively. So uh, the Niners, they've been giving up a lot of um, yards on the ground, right? We saw what happened with Detroit in that first half. Um, Andy Reid's a different animal compared to to Dan Campbell. This is a great team. Um, apparently, a lot of people are saying this is America's team. This is going to be America's team now because the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to see them in the Super Bowl every year. It Seems like then they got Taylor Swift on their side, right? And it, I, this is a great matchup. Because you have Mr. Relevant and Brock Purdy, uh, right, last pick of the NFL draft. And then you have like the NFL's darling in uh, Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey. I don't know who has more commercials. I feel like Travis Kelsey has more commercials now. You see them all over our TV. Um, but they're both likable guys. Andy Reid is a likable guy. Like It's a likable team, in my opinion, even with a lot of people complaining about Taylor Swift. But, I mean, the NFL is making so much money. Of this, uh, this Taylor Swift stuff, and then you have Chris Jones on the defensive side of the ball, um, they could get to the quarterback. So, if the offensive line of the 49ers can stay strong, stay solid, um, then the 49ers should be able to to um, win the game. Like the only thing with Brock Purdy that I, I'm concerned about is, um, is, you know, like early on in games, he gets kind of rattled and he it, it takes him a while to settle in. So, while he's getting settled in, if while he's getting settled in, the chiefs and patrick mahomes they're able to score two quick touchdowns or something within that opening five minutes or something like that and the 49ers find themselves down 14-0 an early big deficit then the 49ers are in trouble, right? Because it it takes some time for Purdy to to settle in some time. So the way I think the Niners play out the first quarter is they're going to run the rock aggressively with Debo Samuel, with uh, Christian McCaffrey. I want to see Elijah Mitchell get some touches because as a rookie, he missed six games and had like 984 yards rushing, almost had 1,000 yards rushing as a rookie while missing six games injured, right? Um but yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. I think this team for the Kansas City Chiefs is a little bit uh, offensively. They're not as good as uh, the team from 2019-2020 because they don't have Tyree Kill. But their defense is better. They're able to get to the quarterback a lot better. Um, their offensive line is a little bit better too. But uh, Joe Tooney apparently might miss the Super Bowl. Um, the def- defensive end, I forget what his name is. It's hard to pronounce. But he was with the 49ers before. But he's going to miss the Super Bowl because he tore his ACL in the um, AFC Championship game against the Ravens. So um, I think the game is going to be won obviously in the trenches. right? Whichever quarterback... Um, Gets sacked the most, or whichever defensive line can can get to the quarterback, get some pass rushes, get some just break up the pocket, right? Put them under pressure. Either Pur- Purdy or Mahomes, I think that team's going to win. It's going to come down to defense because both of these teams have really good offenses. Uh, Mahomes is like he's in his Michael Jordan era. He's going to be in the in the in the Super Bowl every year, right? It seems like, um, but you know I'm not putting him in the same category as has Tom Brady's yet, right? It's Tom Brady, it's Joe Montana Like he still has to pass Joe Montana Right now he's like he's like John Elway, right? Because John Elway had two Super Bowls um, he, had the talented, he had the talent, right? He was physically talented, physically gifted Had a great arm um, So Patrick Mahomes is right there Obviously I think he's right there with Elway right now Which may sound ridiculous Because a lot of people are already anointing him As like the best player of all time And the best quarterback of all time uh, Right now he's John Elway He has two Super Bowls but he's John Elway in his first 7 years in the league. So, obviously he's going to pass John Elway, but I'm just saying right now he's John Elway, right? And then you got to pass up Joe Montana, who was before Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably the greatest player of all time, four championships with the 49ers and Bill Walsh, right? So, you still got to get to that level. And once you get to that level, then you can you work up to Tom Brady because Tom Brady was the only one who beat Patrick Mahomes. Well, besides Joe Burrow now, but he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and he beat him in the AFC Championship Games, right? So Tom Brady is in a whole other class by himself. What we've seen Patrick Mahomes do in the first seven years is incredible. And to see the teams that pass him up in that draft is <laughs> incredible because, you know, he wasn't super polished coming out of Texas Tech uh cliff kingsbury was his coach they didn't really win anything you know he had a rocket arm but uh but that was about it like it, it felt like he he couldn't read defenses very well past his first option wasn't going through his progressions well kind of relied too heavily on his on his arm play a lot of backyard football but then he goes to the nfl its first full season as a rookie throws for 50 touchdowns Just incredible so it's just he's head and shoulders the best player in the nfl but but purdy's no slouch but Purdy's been able to do has been incredible. Obviously, yes, he has a great team around him. But so did Jimmy Garoppolo, and look what happened there. They didn't really throw the ball. He couldn't really get the guys, you know, started offensively. Um, I think another X factor for this game would be uh, George Kittle in the running game and the passing game because he he's going to be due for some some big plays in the in the in the passing game, right? Um, but yeah, when. When the when the Lions lost to the 49ers, I got got so excited. Um, it took me to a different time when I um, when I would talk to my mom. Uh, we would always call each other about uh, the championship games. Like, oh, did you see that play? Did you see that play? Oh my God, this is incredible! This is incredible, right? And so I just immediately wanted to call her because she had, they hadn't been to the Super Bowl since 2019, 2020. We we were on the phone when they were um, when they were playing the Ravens in the in the Super Bowl and lost that towards the end. Uh, we were talking when the 49ers lost to the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game, and Richard Sherman tipped the ball when they were trying to pass it to to Michael Crabtree. We were we were texting and calling each other when um, they were in the NFC Championship game against the Giants. What was that 2011? And uh, Kyle Williams muffed the punt twice, and they lost. Um, that, that 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 same year in the divisional round, uh, when Alex Smith had that big run against the Saints, and um, it was an incredible game. We were on the phone for that too, and we were texting for that. So every big moment in in like in sports uh, with the Warriors, the Giants, the Niners, we've always been uh, calling and texting each other during these these games. Uh, so I wasn't able to call her, so that was that was uh, that was sad. But uh, but yeah, I just uh, think of her because um, we were like first we we're were Nine er fans, and then we were and we we're Giants fans, then we we're Warriors fans. But um, football and sports always brought us together, and um, I learned all my stuff from her um and i just i just wish she was here to to be able to enjoy uh, the super bowl with me and then we would be able to watch it or, or talk about it um so i know that this is a very exciting time for sure uh to see the 49ers back in it hopefully they could win it for the first time in fucking 29 30 years when they had steve young um but those are the factors i think that i'm looking at for this game um i think it'll be close but if if the Chiefs get into um, a, a a big lead early on, if they like lead 0 it's gonna be tough for the 49ers to come back from that because you know against the Lions, you're coming back from behind. But but Jared Goff is the quarterback for the other team. You know Jared Goff had, had a great year. You know I like Jared Goff, right? That team is good, but that's not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Packers, that's that's Jordan Love and the Packers and and um, Matt Lafleur. That's not Andy Reid and the Chiefs and fucking Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, right? It's a different beast. It's a different animal. It's like you're playing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? It's like the same thing. You got Gronk there. It's like the same thing. So if you find yourself behind, you, you have to minimize your mistakes. Like like Purdy has to watch out for those balls that he's throwing that, that are almost interceptions. Like he, has to, he has to make make good reads, right? No turnovers. I think they have to rely heavily on Chris McCaffrey. But if, if the ball is in Purdy's hands and he's behind, I'm confident in what he could do, right? We've seen him do it this postseason. We've seen him do it against the Lions and, and the Packers. They played their worst games, right? They, they had the worst first half. They had the worst game against the Packers, and he made just just a few good plays, great plays that they needed for them, him to win, right, for them to win the game. He, had, he was able to scramble for 40 yards or whatever, 45 yards against the Lions in crucial moments. He had that throw, that pass against uh, to Chris Conley when it was like third and five against the Packers, and they got that first down. That was incredible. So I'm looking for these big moments where, where Brock Purdy's gonna rise to the occasion, right? But um, I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be 35-31. I'm taking San Francisco. Obviously, uh, 49ers are favored right now. I think it was, I think it was by one right now. I think the, the Vegas line moved it to one. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible game. I hope it's not a blowout. Um, even if and then you want no, even if the Chiefs win. No, the 49ers need to win. They need to get it done because we had we felt pain uh, in the NFC championship game with the with the Seahawks, with that Crabtree fucking Richard Sherman play. We had heartbreak against uh, the Ravens when the lights went out in New Orleans and they should have run the ball, but they passed the ball four times, to Michael Crabtree. For some reason, Jim Harbaugh wanted Crabtree to be to be the hero when he did not need to be a hero. Uh, we felt pain. Against the Giants, when Kyle Williams fumbled the ball, we felt pain. When Jim Tom Sula was our head coach, we felt pain. When, Jim, uh, when Chip Kelly was our coach, we felt pain. When we had Nick Mullins playing, what Nick Mullins looked good though in those moments, right? Um, C.J. Beathard was our quarterback. We felt pain. We felt pain when Tim, Tim Rattay was our quarterback. Uh, what else? Uh, we felt pain when we missed Tom Brady and we drafted what was that guy's name? Geo something. They got. I forgot the Italian guy they took instead of Tom Brady, and he never started a game. He had the worst like preseason game ever and then like, got in his head when Steve Mariucci was coach. I forgot what his name was. But that's when we felt pain too, right? And um, we just had a – we felt pain when we had Sean Hill as our quarterback or J.T.L. Selvin as our quarterback. When Navarro Bowman tore his ACL in that um, – in that NFC Championship game when he got he ripped the ball out of, I forgot whose hands it was, maybe Baldwin, ripped the hands out of the goal line. He had possession of the ball. And they said that he did not have possession and it stayed Seattle's ball when it was in his hands. And he got injured on that play. It was in his hands. It should have been San Francisco 49ers' possession. They would have won the game. They would have went to the Super Bowl. But no, they said it was still Seattle's ball, even though he's injured, though. And he had, he had the ball in his hand. And they're wheeling him off in Seattle, and fans are throwing popcorn at him while he's injured on the cart. Um, so we felt pain then, you know. But there's just a lot of a lot of different situations. Why did we have Jim Tomsula as our head coach, first of all, for, for that one year? And then, um, you know, when we had Mike Singletary, and, you know, we felt pain then. And then but then we hired Jim Harbaugh, and it was great. For a few years, and I love Jim Harbaugh, and then fucking they let him go because Jed Gork's an idiot, right? So then we're beefing, then, and then, then we're back to to being miserable again. But you know, f- the true 49ers were still here, right? So I don't want to hear about these new fans, but these other fans we were here the whole time, right? And we're ready to get hopefully the sixth Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's a connection though with the 49ers and the Chiefs. You had, uh, we had our, our our franchise legend, Joe Montana, finished his career in Kansas City, right? That that stacked team that had Eric Allen, but they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I think they went to the uh, AFC Championship game that year. Then we had our, our our former number one pick, Alex Smith, finish his career. Well, not finish his career, but he had a few good years um, in Kansas City as a quarterback under Andy Reid and was a starter when uh, Patrick Mahomes was a backup behind him. So he kind of, you know, mentored him a little bit. And Patrick Mahomes always mentions Alex Smith as a great teammate. And remember, Travis Kelsey was very upset when uh, they let go of Alex Smith. When they traded Alex Smith, he was sad. He was upset because um, Alex Smith was his quarterback. He had a lot of respect for him. He loved playing with him. Um, so, yeah, they, they just have to get it done this time. Because Kyle Shanahan, he has to get the monkey off his back, right? He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they gave up that 28-3 to lead against Tom Brady and the Patriots in that Super Bowl, the biggest collapse in Super Bowl history. He was part of that team, right? And then we felt pain again with, the, with Jimmy Garoppolo against the L.A. Rams in the NFC Championship game when the Rams went to win Super Bowl, right? So it just different times, right, different moments. But um, Kyle Shanahan has to get it done. OK, like there's been there's been bad moments where bad coaching moments like he's offensively. He's just a, he's just a, a genius as far as like schemes and all that stuff. Right. Son of Mike Shanahan. Right. We want to see it get done. Ed McCaffrey, father of, of, of Christian McCaffrey, won the Super Bowl with the 49ers in 94 when they had Steve Young. Um, so we just have to get it done. It just has to happen. Everything's aligning. Right. The stars are aligning. This is like the best team we've seen in a while the, the roster is stacked top to bottom there's no injury reports kittle missed the week of practice because of his toe but i think that he just wanted some rest but so everything's lining up for that to happen right so they just they just have to get it done it has to happen okay with the super bowl there's always a lot of great uh parlays you can bet on what color Gatorade uh, is going to be dumped on the winning head coach? Uh, the odds are high for blue right now. Blue is the leader. I think it's like plus 550, something like that. Um, a few other things that I'm interested in are... Uh, oh, yeah, blue is plus 600. Um, also, you can bet on no liquid to be poured on winning coach. That's plus 1,000, which is a good bet. So does that mean that... Um, you know, the players try to dump, uh, Gatorade on one of the coaches and they miss and then nothing's dumped or like, what are the, what are, what are the rules on that? Or does it mean that like they just didn't dump anything at all? Because if it's that they didn't dump anything at all, then, um, I'm not taking that bet, but if it's that they miss, I, I think I like that. Cause then they could just kind of sneak away. So the odds for that one plus 1000, that's like, you, you could win some good money off of that one. So I, I would, I would probably take that, that one the most, the plus 1000. Um, this one I thought was interesting. Who will win the Super Bowl MVP? Um, who, who will they mention when they when they make their first speech? Teammates is minus one forty five, so that's the favorite. And then the second one is God or Jesus at plus one thirty five. Which, if if Patrick Mahomes wins, I feel like oh yeah, I, I just want to thank God for this win. Um, I feel like Brock Purdy would say that too. He seems very religious, right? He seems like uh, like Bible school, you know. Catechism kind of kid, right? Uh, that's at plus one thirty-five. The city is plus 1, um one thousand. Let's see what they would say. Like, oh yeah, th- thank you very much. I like to thank the city of San Francisco. I don't, I don't hear him saying that. But plus one thousand, the odds are pretty good. Or like, I'd love to thank the city of Kansas City. Like, I don't think Mahomes says that. Well, like, what did we could play it back? Like, what did he say when he won? The last two Super Bowls, like I don't think he said, "Oh, Kansas City, this is for you" or something. Um, family or family members is at plus fourteen hundred. Oh, I'd like to thank my mom and my dad and my my wife, Brittany. Or yeah, Brock Purdy would say, "Yeah, I'd like to thank my parents." Maybe he says that first. Be I could see that one. Or um, the owner, there definitely no one's no one's saying the owner. Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Jed York uh, for just signing my checks. And then the coach at plus eighteen hundred. The owner was thirty five hundred, so that's definitely not happening. Uh, The coach was at plus eighteen hundred. So yeah, I'd like to thank Andy Reid for believing in my ability as a quarterback and uh, trading away uh, Alex Smith so I can get the opportunity to uh, throw fifty touchdown passes as a rookie. Um, And then plus eighteen hundred is does not mention any of the above. So I just want to know if an MVP in a speech if he's not naming. If he's not first mentioning teammates Jesus or God, the city, the coach, the owner, or anybody in his family, who would he be who would he be thanking? Would he be making a joke and say, Oh, hey, I'd like to thank uh, fucking SpongeBob SquarePants for that halftime show? Um, and then I would thank my mom and then Jesus. Like I, I don't know. That the the odds are pretty pretty bad on that one. That one should be like plus five thousand because there's no way that any of these guys are gonna name anybody else. Besides teammates, God, Jesus, or family, or or the coach. I feel like the coach would be more likely than them not mentioning anybody listed above, right? Um, a few other things that I like. I love this bet here. Um, so you have, so this is plus 800. So Brock Purdy has to throw for 250 yards or more passing, right? And two touchdown passing, uh, two passing touchdowns. And then Brandon Ayuk also has to have 70 yards receiving or more and one touchdown. And the San Francisco 49ers also have to win. That's plus 800. I kind of like that one. Um, and then if you feel like Brandon Ayuk will have a monster game, this is plus 1,300. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has to have uh, 90 yards receiving or more, one touchdown reception. or uh, And San Francisco 49ers have to win. And then Brock Purdy, 275 plus passing yards and two, two passing touchdowns. So if he just gets like one bomb, two bombs to Brandon Ayuk, you could win at plus 1300. I kind of like that one too cuz Brandon Yuke has had some monster games where he has um you know 120 yards. He had I think he had one that was like 180 yards 200 yards receiving. Um and then you have if Brock Purdy just has an amazing game, 300 yards passing plus two touchdown passes, uh, Brandon Yuke over 100 yards and a touchdown reception and the 49ers win that's plus 2000. The one I like the best is probably the 250 yard range, uh, two passing touchdowns, and then Ayuk 70 yards plus. He could get that for sure. That's easy. And then, um, which even more that I like, if you if you don't like that one, this one plus 575. Ayuk 50 yards plus, and a touchdown. Um, Brock Purdy 250 yards passing, and one passing touchdown, and the 49ers win. That's plus 575. That one is. That one's a lock, in my opinion, the plus five seventy-five. But if you want to make it a little interesting, I would go for the two touchdown passes um, for Brock Purdy. And then, um, if you want to win some money, you gotta. It's risky to to win this money, so I would go uh, three hundred yards. If you want to win big, you put a little money on it, and then you win, like you get like a big return. I would do the three hundred yard passing one. But if you need a lock, again, it's the two hundred fifty yards passing for Brock Purdy, one touchdown. And 50 yards for Brady and a touchdown. And the 49ers win. And then let's see what let's see what other bets are. There's some other good ones here. Okay, this one is crazy. I don't think this will happen, but it's plus 30,000. Like you could have a huge return on this. So if the if the Chiefs just absolutely demolish the 49ers, uh, Patrick Mahomes has to have 350 yards plus passing, right? And four passing touchdowns. Travis Kelsey 125 yards and uh, a touchdown. And then Kansas City has to win by seven and a half or more, right? Then the odds are for that are plus thirty thousand. So you can win a lot of money on that. I don't see that one happening. Uh more realistic one, probably uh Patrick Mahomes, 350 yards passing, three touchdowns, Travis Kelsey, 125, a touchdown, and then the Chiefs just win. That one's plus seventy five hundred. So those are pretty good odds too, if you want to bet on the opposite side. Uh, and then another one that I really liked was um I like this one. Um, this one's plus 450 this one seems like it could be a lock too Debo Samuel five plus receptions 50 yards plus receiving one touchdown and the four ers win plus 450 that one seems pretty easy right um, another one if you want to make it a little bit more interesting would be uh, the same one but six receptions and 60 yards instead of 50 that's plus 575 and then if you just think uh, Debo is gonna have a monster game uh, this one's plus two thousand nine receptions 90 yards and a touchdown, the 49ers win. That's plus 2,000. Um, And then Kittle has the same thing. He's plus 900. Um, He just has uh, nine receptions and 90 yards, plus 900. And then uh, this one he could probably get. uh, Five receptions, plus 50 yards, 130. Plus 130, that one's easy. Or six and 60, plus plus 225. Um, But, you know, it's hit and miss. Like, Kittle could sometimes have, like, a lot of action in the passing game and then sometimes not so much. Um, MVP odds So Patrick Mahomes is at plus 120 To to win the To win the MVP, he's the favorite And then Brock Purdy, which doesn't make sense Patrick Mahomes is a favorite to win the, to win the Super Bowl MVP But the 49ers are the favorite to win the game So I'm not sure how that works But uh, Patrick Mahomes is at plus 120 Brock Purdy is at plus 225 uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey is at plus 450 And then this is where it kind of gets interesting Travis Kelsey is at plus one thousand. What if Travis Kelsey just makes like this incredible, like one-handed uh, catch in the end zone for like a game-winning touchdown? Then you get plus one thousand. Or let's say Debo Samuel has like two rushing touchdowns in the first half, and then the second half he has like this um, incredible, like fifty-yard bomb um, for a touchdown, and then win the game or some something like that. That's at plus two thousand. So there's some good odds there. I would probably bet. Um, so if the 49ers is going to win. I would either take the plus two twenty five for Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey plus four fifty. Like he could probably have like one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, like easy. He just does that in his sleep, right? Um, but some interesting ones. Or Brandon Ayuk if he just has a monster game too. He's at plus five thousand. Or George Kittle at plus six thousand. Like you never know. Or Nick Bosa sixty five hundred. What if he has like a James Harrison type play where he has a, he gets like a pick six and runs it in for ninety nine yards and that that touchdowns like the difference in the game of, of like who wins or loses. Um, so you never know. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and then there's even like – let's see, there's some different ones here. Um, America the Beautiful, who will be shown first, a Kansas City Chiefs player or staff or a 49ers player or staff? Uh, the Chiefs are favored for that one, minus 145. So they're thinking they'll probably show Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, or Patrick Mahomes before any of the 49ers. Um players which makes sense um and then or you could do america the beautiful who will be shown first travis kelsey at minus 200 or christian mccaffrey plus 150 i'm taking travis kelsey in that one because he's like America's sweetheart right now for some reason um or uh patrick mahomes or brock purdy these are both easy i would i'm taking patrick mahomes and travis kelsey they're on our tv everywhere everyone knows who they are most recognizable players right now i feel like um those two should be locks, right? Uh, or who will be shown first, Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? I'm gonna take Kyle Shanahan in that one. I don't know why. I feel like he's um, I feel like he's been shown a lot more than um, Andy Reid lately. Uh, you could decide who wins the uh, coin toss. Um, what team that calls a coin toss in Super Bowl 58 will be correct? Oh, will they be correct? Those are both minus 105. Um, who wins a coin toss? Will they also win the Super Bowl? Those are both 105. Uh, Drake curse. I thought this was stupid. Uh, what team apparel will Drake be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday? Chiefs minus 170 or the 49ers plus 130? I would probably say the Chiefs. Uh, first missed field goal of the game will be wide left, wide right, or will it be short? Uh, the first, Oh, here we go. You could even bet on the first advertisement of the game. First TV advertisement. Uh, BMW or Coors Light, BMW is favored at, uh, oh wait, no, they're not favored. Coors Light is favored at minus 185, and then BMW is at plus 140. Uh, first TV advertisement, Booking.com versus Hellman's. Booking.com is minus 145, and Hellman's is one plus one 110. And then you could do Nerds versus Oreo. I didn't even know Nerds had a Super Bowl commercial coming out, but uh, plus 105 for Nerds, and Oreo is minus 135. Popeyes and Dove; those odds are the same. That's a push at minus one twenty. Uh, how many times will Roger Goodell be shown over one and a half or under one and a half? Under one and a half is even. Uh, you have over at one thirty. I'm gonna say probably under. I don't think they want to show him too much because they have so many other celebrities to show, uh, or celebrities because he's not a celebrity. But you're not gonna show, you're not gonna show Roger Goodell. Um, and then let's see what other ones are interesting. Lift every voice and sing. How long will it take Andrea Day to sing Lift Every Voice and Sing? Um, Over 132 seconds, minus 120. Under 132 seconds is also minus 120. Uh, You could guess the color of boots by Reba McEntire. She is singing the national anthem. Um, Blue boots is plus 1,000. So maybe she goes in this whole red, white, and blue outfit and she's wearing blue boots or I think she probably wear white boots which is plus 500 red is plus 350 brown is plus 325 black is plus 200 um, what's the primary color of her hat uh, you could bet green which would be plus 2500 I don't see that pink 1400 or uh, the favor right now is uh, favored is plus 200 is red um, which that would make sense because both teams red okay um, What other ones are interesting here? These are just ridiculous. Okay. Will any player or a coach cry during the national anthem? Yes. Minus one hundred and fifteen. No. Minus one hundred and fifteen. Okay. So same odds there. Um, And then you have what other interesting ones are there? Um, And then there's some other ones if they're going to break the record for passing yards or anything like that. What will the what will the price of Bitcoin be during the Super Bowl? Price goes up minus one twenty five. Price goes down minus one hundred and five. What well, will the price of Ethereum be during the Super Bowl? Does it go up or does it go down? Um, you could guess the first penalty. So there's like uh, there's a lot of stuff. Will any player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? Yes, plus seven hundred. Whoa, I'm I'm hoping somebody gets plus seven hundred. That's a lot of odds right there. Um, no, minus sixteen hundred. And then this one is a um, this is the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey bet. Will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? Yes, plus two ten. No, minus two ninety. Um, before they're not naming names, but before there was one I saw on a different website that was it said, "Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift on the field?" I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he's gonna. Ta- he doesn't seem like that kind of guy to take away from his teammates. I think they'll probably do it privately or something like that or somewhere else, but not after the Super Bowl feel like somebody lower level can do that like I don't know who's like not married and who's been dating somebody for a while I'm not really sure Is Christian yuschek married to to uh, Kyle check probably right um, McCaffrey's like engaged I'm not sure who's who's not married but I could see that happening like a like a third string player or something like that like oh hey we want Super Bowl hey let's get married now um, but I don't see Travis Kelsey and um, proposing to to Taylor Swift like that um, yeah, those are all the interesting ones that I found. So um, there's some that have pretty interesting odds, I think. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Super Bowl ads. I'm going to be watching the game at home because I'm going to make my own food. And I like to watch the commercials, too, and I like to be able to hear them. And I like to just experience the whole thing, the whole broadcast on TV. I watched the NFC Championship game at a at a popular bar here in the city, and it was it was. It was exciting. It was electric. Like It was popping. Like It was crazy. Um, so I'm going to watch the game at home. And luckily, I'm in the city. I live in the city. So I'll be able to go out after the game and celebrate when the Niners win. And I'll be out in the streets and see what's up. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. It's going to be, be exciting. I cannot wait until Sunday. So um, enjoy the game and enjoy whatever else is going on. And have a great weekend. And we'll be back uh, next Wednesday to do a recap, hopefully, of a 49ers victory. Take care.